This evening, we're looking for three readers. John 8, 12 to 18. John 13, 34 to 38. John 14, 1 to 4. We start off in John 8, 12 to 18, where Jesus says, He's the light of the world. So we're looking at what does that mean when Jesus said, He is the light of the world. And how do we fit in this? Then we're looking at a new commandment. In John 13, 34 to 38, we see Jesus giving us a new commandment. So how does this new commandment fit to us? So Jesus says, He's the light of the world. And now Jesus is in heaven and we have to carry it on. And he says, he gave us a new commandment. So we have to install that new commandment. And then he tells us in 14, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. So before we start, I want to say this and I want to emphasize, let not your heart be troubled. So we're going to touch on that this evening. Let not your heart be troubled. But, But you know... It's all well and good for me to say this or anybody to say, let not your heart be troubled. We can't stop um, issues from happening in the world. We we can't stop it. Stuff happens and based on how we've been trained, based on how, what we've been taught, all issues comes up to the surface. Things that happened a long time ago that we thought were done with and forgotten sometimes they resurface and they bother us but I want to say no matter what the trouble looks like and there's a little rule of thumb I want you to remember when issues facing you no matter what the trouble look like no matter what the issue looks like I want you to ride it like how you know like how the surface ride a wave See, the surfers, they see the wave coming, a big wave, and they don't, they're not frightened and try to duck or try to run away from the wave. No, they embrace it. They embrace the wave and they jump upon it. They jump upon the wave. Think about the trouble that come in like a wave. So they're like a wave and you're a big surfer. So you and you're not you're not frightened. You're gonna jump on that wave and ride it out. Because you see, the wave doesn't sustain it doesn't sustain itself. It rides and then it simmers off when it reaches the sand. So when the trouble comes, I want you to first of all have that mentality. This is like a wave, so I'm just gonna ride it. I'm just gonna ride it. And you know, you, you could say in your mind, this too shall pass. So as the wave coming, as the trouble looking, say in your mind, this too shall pass. So that is one way to deal with your mental state. But the other factor to this is, which is the truth, is that God doesn't see the wave as destructive. God doesn't see the wave as a problem. And however he sees it, he will reveal that to you. He will reveal that to you. So no matter what it is that's going on in your life, hold on to this, that God will reveal something to you, something that is palatable out of this situation. He's going to see it and he's going to reveal it. So while you're saying to yourself, this too shall pass, 
and dealing with your mental faculty in the present, I want you to know that God will reveal something to you that comes out of this whole situation. I hope that makes some kind of sense. Because in this Christmas time, the simplest and the silliest of things within family could upset you. <laughs> the stupidest thing. It's amazing when family get together. The stupidest thing that's have is an issue. So don't get bent out of shape. You're not abnormal if you have some a little discord in your family. That's 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 very normal. Your, your family is not um, misguided or whatever unstable that's very normal I just saying don't let it upset you you just say this too shall pass let it ride the wave you know just ride the wave that's it and but the other part of that know that whatever this is God will reveal some aspect of it that will be palatable for you so I just want you to rest on that so that you don't get upset and bend it all out of shape because of some silly issue around this Christmas season. It's normal. All right. God bless you. Love you all. First reader. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whomever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life. The Pharisees challenged him. Here you are, appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid. Jesus answered, Even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid, for I know where I came from and where I am going. But you have no idea where I came from or where I am going. You judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. But if I do judge, my decisions are right because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law, it is written that the testimony of two men is valid. I am one who testifies for myself, my witness, is the Father who sent me. Here endeth the reading of the word. Praise be to God. Next reader. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, whither goest thou? Jesus answered him, Whether I go, thou canst not follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. Peter said unto him, Lord, why cannot I follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. Jesus answered him, Will thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, The cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. Here hand it the reading. 
Praise be to God. Next reader. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go on and, pre- and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go ye know, and the way ye know. The word of the Lord. Praise be to God. Amen, amen, and amen. We start off with John 8 and 12, where Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Now here, Jesus is not referring to his human personality, but to principle. Remember, Jesus always represents the spiritual aspect of our lives, not the human component, but the spiritual. Jesus is referring to here, not to his human personality, but to the principle. That same principle that is inherent in genetic man. All of us have this principle this truth, this pureness, this unadulterated truth, this divinity, this goodness, we all possess it. He went on to say, those who follow this inner principle, this inner, you could say it, this inner Christ, this, however you want to call it, but this truth, those who follow this inner principle shall have the light of life. For this principle is life. So when you're following this inner principle, which this is goodness, which is truth, which is joy, then you have life, then you're really living. You're not just existing, but you're really living. Now, I am has a dual meaning. Because Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Now, we heard that I am before. It has a dual meaning. It means both individual and universal. We heard it before with Moses, when God was revealed to Moses as the great I am, the universal cause. Moses thought that I am is the first principle of life and the law of cause and effect running through everything. Now, this is why if we're looking at I am as having a dual meaning, it's very, very important what you say within yourself because what you say within yourself registers you don't mean to do it you don't mean to put negation inside of you you don't mean to do it but remember the law is no respecter of persons the law gives you back what you say so you, I want you to be very conscientious about what you what comes after I am. I want you to be very conscientious of that. So once you start with I am, I want you to think about what it is you're going to say. Remember, you speak of that to yourself. Find a different way of saying it that it doesn't register for you. Now, I remember a story Sister Rosita told me. <laughs> Sister Rosita says she had an aunt who had had three cents, meaning they had a little bit of money. And 
because everyone in the neighborhood know that this aunt always have money they always want to they was asking her for money yeah, but they then they ask her for money to do nonsense well not nonsense in their eyes it's not nonsense they were asking her for money to go shopping they asking her for money to they want to buy this or they want to buy that not not any necessity but they they like waste almost like wasting so the aunt will tell them no so Rosita will tell to the aunt how could you tell them no when you have it are you not registering when she telling them no she tell them that she doesn't have it i said i don't have that kind of money but so Rosita is asking her how could you tell them that you don't have that kind of money are you not registering that negative notion in you because if you say you don't have it the universe circumstances will be such that you will not see it into your experience because you first decree that you don't have it and the aunt said this and i thought this was so sweet the aunt says she tells them that she doesn't have it so she would say okay pass the boys i don't have this kind of money i cannot give it to you because i don't have it and then she says within herself father god i don't have it for them so you get my point be careful what you decree after i am if you want to say if you if you want to tell somebody no and you say i don't have it make sure you say i don't have it for them so it's very important that you learn how to say no and learn how to say no to people but you're not saying no to your inner spirit you get me because i am has dual meaning it is both individual and it's universal God was revealed to Moses as the great I am, the universal cause. Moses taught that I am is the first principle of all life and the law of cause and effect running through everything. Now, the whole teaching of Moses is based upon the perception of this first principle. Jesus said that he came not to destroy the law of Moses, but to fulfill it. How could he fulfill it except by teaching teaching the relationship of the universal I am to the individual I in all scenes of Jesus we find this thought brought out that God is universal spirit and man is his image and likeness and indiv- individualization of his entity therefore when we understand our own i we shall walk in the light which lights the world into the perfect i am because we are the light of the world we are jesus conduits on earth we have the want to carry this that spark to other people so that people could see the shine we have the want to be that light it's not the stars and the moon in the sky it's through us from one human to another we can consider this form from another viewpoint man is the only self-knowing mind of which we are conscious a self-knowing mind of course is one that is conscious of what he knows 
Man is the only one that conscious of what he knows. And you see this in Jesus. In John 8, 12 to 18, we see a confidence in Jesus, a strong confidence when he's talking to the Pharisees. He's talking to them with a confidence. The more we walk in the truth, the more we understand what God is saying to us, we walk in that confidence because we, man is the only self-knowing mind of which we are conscious. A self-knowing mind, of course, is one that is conscious of what we know. We are the only man that is conscious of what we know. Man, the only self knowing conscious being in this world must be the light of the world we have a responsibility we have a responsibility to know the truth and we have this responsibility to to walk in that truth to know this and to understand why it is so is to know that truth which only can make us free truth is eternal an entity is timeless. Hence, if one knows the truth, he will never see death. Death has nothing to do with life everlasting. As it is but an impatient gesture of the soul, wishing to rid itself of a body no longer useful. Don't ever be afraid of death. Don't be afraid of anything. Because, let me, I don't want to digress here a little bit. But those of you who just have a thought here, we are the one who gives up the ghost, you know. We do. That has nothing to do with life everlasting. As it is but an impatient gesture of the soul wishing to rid itself as a body no longer useful. So when when your soul finds your body no longer useful, it, it wants to get rid of it, right? Because the body can't do what it wants it to do, so it, it wants to get rid of the body, but life goes on. Jesus never died, you know. Jesus never died. He gave up the ghost. He never died. He couldn't kill him. They, they could beat him how much you want. He gave up the ghost. He gave up the ghost. So we are the ones that give up the ghost. Now, John 34, when we start with John 34, we see that God talking about love now. And he said love is the central flame of the universe. He said the very fire itself. And then he went on to say that it is written that God is love and that we are his express likeness, the image of the eternal being. Love is self-givenness through creation, the impartation of the divine thought, the human. Love is an essence, an atmosphere which defies analysis, as does life itself. It is that which is and cannot be explained. It is common to all people, to all animal life, and evident in the response of plants to those who love them. Love reigns supreme over all. I'm not talking about selfish love. I'm not talking about 
loving someone to in order to gain something from them i'm talking about selfless love not wishing anything in return just because the kind that your children give you when they run and give you a big hug they just love you they're not really bartering or or trying to gain something from you they're just children loves are, are the best kind they're the sweetest kind because they give it unconditionally and they don't hold grudges that is why Jesus always referred to to the little children because they haven't yet quite developed or experienced life and have these hurtful things coming back up into their consciousness every so often so the love is like an essence the essence of love while elusive it permeates everything love permeates everything it fires the heart it stimulates the emotion it renews the soul and proclaims the spirit you want to hear something sweet only love knows love and love knows only love when somebody is hateful you're not going to hang around them your spirit won't let you your spirit won't let you you ever find that humanly your human aspect of you like somebody on a human basis you like them you may be taking the same program or something but something negative always happening when you are wrong this person but you like them but something negative always happening not something you do but you always find yourself in some kind of disagreement not necessarily with them but in confusion or in a problem and you have to drop let me let me tell you a story i was in college at the time and i had a friend her name was bridget i just like this girl i like her spunk where i am a little bit conscientious i like to do everything right i like to prepare bridget was more of a free spirit and i admire that free spirit nature in her and i where i am very cautious and i am a planner i plan 10 steps before i make a move bridget just fly she just go with the wind but every time there's always a issue there's a problem with bridget not so much with bridget but we find ourselves in a situation for example let me give you an example bridget met a guy bridget doesn't have a car but i had a car so she met this guy and the guy invited her to his birthday party now we live in ottawa and the guy is all the way in sudbury it's a nice summer day so bridget wants to go to sudbury to attend this guy birthday party and she she thinks she's in love with this guy okay so we i said all right we drive to sudbury let's drive to sudbury so i go and drive to pembroke up away up to north bay and go on down to sudbury go on to sudbury reach where the in, by the guy's house the night before so we 
at the brother's house. We haven't gone over to the guy's apartment, but we at the brother's house. The brother was married and have a, a, a baby, and we we at the brother's house. His, he has a bigger home. So we're there, and it turned out that one of their friends had an immigration problem, and the immigration officer came to the brother's house to search the house, looking for the guy's passport, because uh, somehow they figure the guy may have had the passport at his friend's house. So the immigration officer came with I think it's RCMP officers to search the house while we were there and looking for this passport number one I never experienced that in my life the guys the police people and them tell us stay outside while they do the searching never experienced that in my life my sister was a cop if I ever hear not only she's, she's a cop she was a she was a, a CID plain clothes so if I she ever hear any kind of trouble I get in oh my lord this Bridget you know going to this guy's birthday party while they're searching the house we outside in the carport I heard one of the immigration officer came out and telling the guy you see that marijuana plant in your living room? Get rid of it. That's not what we're here for. We're here for the looking for this guy's passport. I will keep the RCMP's officers away from there. But when they go, you get rid of that marijuana plant. Now, I'm in the house eating dinner. I didn't even know what a marijuana plant looked like. And I say, you see this nonsense? I got to drop Bridget. That's not the first time we get into trouble. No, that's what I mean. Bridget didn't do anything. She didn't do a thing. But she, this trouble just seemed to gravitate towards her. So sometimes when you have, sometimes you have a friend like that, even though you love this friend, you like them, but sometimes you have to drop them because they will pull you into an area that is not good for you. I don't know why I'm saying this or why I brought up this story, but... I hope you understand what I'm saying. So when we went back, I, I make up my mind. I say, Gloria, you like this girl, but you got to drop her, man. Every time you go out, is an issue. It just seems to gravitate towards her. So I had to drop her. Anyway, John 13, 34 to 35 is talking about love and the essence of love, which permeates everything and fires the heart and stimulates your emotions and renews the soul and proclaims the spirit. And when you walk in with truth and goodness in your heart, know that that entity that we talked about before will guide you. That inner being, that inner Christ will order your footsteps. That it will guide you and and it will just protect you as you go along now words cannot express the depths and meaning of this love a universal sense alone bear witness to the divine fact god is love and love is god and we are the ones that has to carry this torch we are the ones that have to carry this love we are the ones that have to show it 
because we are the soldiers of God. We are his conduit on earth. We are the ones to do it. Now, in doing so, he said, 14 and 1, he said, let not your heart be troubled. Like, like the example I just give you, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Now, when he, Jesus tells his disciples that, it's at a time when his disciples were depressed because they had a sense that God was, that Jesus was going to leave them. So they were kind of sad. So he was trying to comfort them. Let not your heart be troubled. It was on the eve of his betrayal that he spoke these words. Let not your heart be troubled. And he spoke it with that calm uncertainty, which has ever been given to the believing. He was not afraid. He had already plummeted the depths of human existence and penetrated into the beyond. He knew he was an immortal being. Now, our hearts are troubled over many things, as I said, especially around this Christmas season. Our hearts are troubled over many things. And our mental burdens often become unbearable. It seems as though we were the one who they hold in the vinegar up to our lips for us to drink. Now, Jesus, standing at the threshold of his greatest experience, he foreknew he would turn apparent defeat into glorious victory. And when you end up with, this is what I'm trying to say. When you see a problem or an issue, know without the shadow of a doubt that Jesus will turn apparent defeat into glorious victory. Know it. This too shall pass. Ride the waves. This too shall pass. Know it without a doubt. Don't get bent out of shape. Don't get all flustered. From the calm depth of an undisturbed soul, he spoke words of comfort to those of lesser understanding. That is what you all have to do. You have to speak words of comfort to those of lesser understanding. So you have to strengthen yourself so that you could speak words of comfort to those of lesser understanding. He told them to believe in God. And because of their belief in God, to believe also in Him. Again, He was referring to the individual I as the outward manifestation of the universal I am. We are to believe in ourselves because we believe in God. Can you hear me, somebody? We are to believe in ourselves because we believe in God. Not because you're so smart, but because you believe in God, you are to believe in yourself. The two are one. We are to know that passing events cannot hinder the onward march of the soul. It cannot. This too shall pass. The temporal imperfection of the human cannot dim the eternal integrity of the divine. It can't touch it. 
as MC Hammer said, can't touch this. Can't touch this. So I want you to I want you to know and I want you to understand that when Jesus said, when he told them to believe in God, and because of their belief in God, to believe also in him. Again, he is referring to the, the individual I. That means individual I. Every one of you say within yourself, individual I, yourself. As the outward manifestation of the universal I am. We are to believe in ourselves. Because we believe in God. The two are one. We are to know that past and events cannot hinder the onward march of the soul. The temporal imperfection. The human cannot dim the eternal light. Now, again, uh, in John 14, 2, he, he talked about in my father's house there are many mansions. This world, with all its wonders... It's not the only one we're going to inhabit. There are many others. If it wasn't so, Jesus would have told us. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. What more beautiful thought there is. There's no doubt, only an expression of our soul, an enlargement of, of the experience. But Thomas, who was a disciple, said that, he did not know where Jesus was going, nor did he know the way. And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Again, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Again, he's referring to individual I, the son of the eternal I am. This son is the way to the father. We approach reality through our nature and through no other source. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. God is within. And it is here that we meet him. The inward gaze alone will reveal the Father. The inward gaze alone will reveal the Father. I'm going to stop here. I wanted to take a different version of... Um, there are many mansions in my father's house, but it will take too long to explain. Remember, you carrying the torch, you representing your father here on earth, you are his representative. God bless you so. Love you all. Amen.